Welcome to the Beautiful Second Act Podcast. If you are in midlife or beyond, if you hunger for your most fulfilling life, if you are brave enough to dream big, to pray boldly, if you think age is just a number and does not define you, then this is the place for you. If you long for a deeper connection to self and spirit and are willing to answer your heart's calling, then this is the place for you. Hi, I'm Patty Deemer, and I believe deep inside all of us, there's an ache for something to light us up. We each have a calling that starts as a whisper and doesn't go away just because we get older. Join me on this journey during our most beautiful second act in life, where I will share with you stories from extraordinary humans who have fully stepped into this life in engaging and inspiring ways. I will also share with you my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. Listen, and I promise to bring you nuggets of joy, grace, awaken your spirit, and at times bring laughter to your world. I invite you to a place where we speak our highest truth, can be our most authentic selves, and are unapologetically real. Let's get started. It's not enough to have everyone else be happy with you if you're not first happy with yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beautiful Second Act. I'm Patty Diener, your host. And today, our whole topic is on have you let yourself down? So I had a, uh, a live that I did on uh, earlier this morning, actually. I'm sitting in my office on a Sunday afternoon with my dog sleeping at my feet, and um, it's muggy and hot outside, so I thought this is a good time while the house is quiet for me to record uh, Tuesday's episode for Beautiful Second Act podcast. And what my live was about this morning on Sunday morning coffee, if you have never uh, been part of our group, we have a Facebook group uh, called Beautiful Second Act. You can join there, and we have Friday night wine live and Sunday morning coffee live. And this morning's topic was about if you've let yourself down. So I thought I'd go ahead and do a full podcast on the topic because, as I just said, it's not enough that you make everybody else happy if you're not first happy with yourself because then you're living a lie. Um, how can you let yourself down? There's so many ways. And the thing is, is the, the way that I have found that I feel most happy and content with who I am is when I'm true to myself. And when I'm trying to live in my highest self, um, being honest with myself, being unapologetically real and, um, just enjoying the joy of being. So, you know, there's a lot of promises that we make to ourselves that are small. I'm talking about the big promises. I'm talking about not only the promises, but I'm talking about the being and the enjoying your life fully because you've accepted all parts of yourself. All, par all parts of yourself have been, you know, invited to the table and you are realistically taking inventory of your thoughts, your feelings, and what it is that you really want out of this life. That can look very different for many people. The thing is, is there is no one-size-fits-all fix for any of this. This is deep work, you guys. You have to be willing to do the work. If you're not willing to do the work, then you're never really going to truly find who you are at your core, and you're never going to truly be happy. Because doing the work means, you know, you have to spend time with yourself. You have to spend time deciding if the path that you are on is the path that you intend to stay on or if you need to make a move. So are you not living the life that you thought you would be living or that you 
you know, want to be living? Or are you living a life that you think that you're supposed to be living because you believe that that's what either your family wants for you or your spouse or your children or your, you know, coworkers or whatever? And if you're not living the life that you want to be living, why not? You know, that's the big question. Again, this is where you have to do the work. You have to ask yourself, why am I not? You know, what is it that you are afraid of? Because fear is the thing that keeps us from doing what we really want to do. So that's when you have to ask yourself, okay, what are the fears? And I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass and say that it's it's an easy thing to make a change because it's not. And, you know, when we have families involved, uh, you know, family members or people that we're responsible for, it's not always easy to make a shift because it's not always all about us. But I will tell you that if you don't make time for yourself and if you don't make time to make yourself happy and be true to yourself, then you're not going to be any good to anybody. And that's a fact. I mean, I'm not just making that up. That If you are not doing something with your life that brings you pure joy, that makes you completely content with you as a human being, then you're not going to be any good to anyone else. So getting back to the why aren't you doing it, uh, fear. You know, fear is a legitimate reason to not do things because, you know, it can be, um, it, it can be paralyzing. But there is a way around it. And what you need to do is you need to start small and making lists. And, and first of all, you know, is your fear, is it warranted or is it just bullshit? Is it something that you've just, it's the same story? Is it a scenario that you've told yourself over and over again your whole life? You know, just because something has always been doesn't mean that it always should be. Maybe something served you years ago, but now it's, it's no longer acceptable and you need to make a change. So sitting with yourself, asking the tough questions, making lists, figuring it out, you know, why is it that you're not doing the thing that you want to do? And saying I don't know about what you want to be doing is a perfectly acceptable thing to say to you guys because maybe you have been, okay, I'm just going to use myself as an example, a mother for so many years and that you put your family first for so long that when it came down to what it was you wanted to do for yourself to make yourself happy, for a while there I wasn't quite sure. And when I did figure it out, I was afraid. Fear stopped me. So what you have to do is you have to start asking yourself, am I serving others by not serving myself? No. The answer is always going to be no. You have to be able to, um, one, accept yourself. Two, you have to be able to acknowledge what your needs are. And three, you have to make a move towards those things. So how do you do that? Well, if you've spent years, like I said, doing things for everybody else, the reason that you come up with the I don't know answer is because you have spent so much time on the needs for others that you didn't spend enough time in your own creativity and your own needs. So what you need to do is start spending a little bit of time with yourself to figure that out. And then I guarantee you, um, the parts of you that were asleep will start to waken. Um, the, uh, the things that you used to do when you were a child or the things that you used to love or the things you dreamed you might want to do might start to spark. I know there's this lady that I, I listened to. She, when she turned 50, she started doing all these things that she wanted to do from the time she was a child that she maybe never did or was afraid to do. And she started checking them off the list. And one of the things that she wanted to do was uh, roller skate. And she was like, I haven't been on roller skates since I was a teenager. And this woman was in her 50s. And um, she started rollerblading. And God, she loves it now. 
it just makes her feel so playful. And yeah, she had to figure it out again because balance can be kind of a bitch when you get to be our age. <laughs> but, um, and you know, I'm just using that as an example, but you know, painting, maybe you thought, you know, you want, you were an artist when you were a small child or you were a teenager and maybe even in college, but maybe life got in the way and you just stopped doing it. And now you're thinking, oh, I'm probably not any good anymore, but what if it brings you great joy? Start painting again or take an art appreciation class and get out there and start doing something that brings you joy. Until you start awakening all of those parts of yourself that have been asleep for so long, until you pay attention to your own self and your own needs and your own desires, you're never going to really know what it is that you want. So if the answer is, I don't know what I want to do, it's okay. Sit with it for a while. But start getting some experience and getting out there in the world and doing things for yourself on your own and make a list of some of those childhood or teenage dreams of the things that you used to love to do or wished you would do, but maybe you were afraid and start figuring out how you can get over that fear and start meeting those dreams head on, you know? Change is difficult, you guys, but you have to be committed. If you're not committed to the change, then it's never going to happen for you. So if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, you know, oh, I've always been this way and I'm probably never going to change. So there's no point in me changing now. That's just crap. That's just a cop out. So what you need to do is if you do want to change and if it's real, then you're going to have to decide, well, what am I committed to? What can I commit to? What kind of change can I actually commit to? And on a level of, you know, just give yourself from like a one to five scale and what kind of a commitment can you come up with? If you come up with a commitment that you can attain that is easier, that's closer to a five, then maybe those are the things you should try, try and start first. If the other commitments that you think you would like to be able to make are closer to a one or a two, maybe don't do those quite yet because you want to be able to feel successful. Anything you commit to, you want to try and feel successful because once you're successful in making one small change, it's going to make you feel empowered to have another change. But, you know, then you're also going to have to ask yourself, so, you know, What's it going to take before you change? Please don't sit around and wait for somebody to die or wait for yourself to get ill or wait for you to lose that job or, um, you know, anything that's tragic. Don't wait for a tragedy to strike, although that is a really good uh, catalyst for a lot of people to make change in their life is when something bad happens then they're forced to make a change. And then sometimes it's almost such a beautiful awakening. They're like, wow, that really bad thing that happened in my life was probably one of the best things ever. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, Something's Gotta Give, with Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. But when he had a heart attack, one of the things he said was, uh, you know, oh, no, I think it actually it came from Diane Keaton. She said, uh, your heart attack was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because she never thought in a million years a guy like him would be uh, somebody she'd be interested in. And yet she ended up falling in love with him. And it was, uh, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch Something's Gotta Give. But that's what I'm talking about is you still don't want to have to wait for something tragic to strike or something terrible to happen before you make a change in your life. So what's it going to take? You know, what is it going to take for you to make that change? You have to start asking yourself these tough questions. Um, I was reading, I, I do a lot of reading uh, in the mornings, and I always like to share those things with you. And something, it's just a, a quick quote today that I read f about uh, from Oprah. And whether you're a fan of hers or not, this is something that still rings true. And she says, your life is always speaking to you. The fundamental spiritual question is, will you listen? And that's the thing, you guys. Are you going to listen to that still small small voice that's inside your head? Are you going to listen to the still small voice? 
Or are you going to wait for it to be screaming at you? Or are you going to wait for an illness to strike? Are you going to listen? Because you know, that's that, that here's the, here's the real truth, you guys, and I'm going to just lay it on you. You already know deep inside you, even if it's hiding, even if it's hidden deep in the dark recesses of your mind, you know what it is that you want to be doing because that's the anchor of the universe pulling on you. The anchor of the universe, every single one of us is tethered to it. And that little string that is tethering us to the universe is always guiding us towards what it is that we want to do or what we should be doing. And if you're not paying attention, it's going to keep dragging you in that direction. It's going to keep dragging you in that direction. And you have to open your eyes and either be awake to seeing it or at least acknowledge it. And if you don't, then something might happen to continue to pull you there, whether you like it or not. Be aware. Be in your life. And I think that you will find that when you are more honest with yourself, when you are true to who you really are, and when you embrace all the parts of you, whether you think that they're acceptable or not, whether, you know, don't, don't allow shame of any part of yourself to have a place at the table. There is no place at the table for shame. So get rid of that. Be honest with what you want. Don't let guilt play a part and just be you. That's all you need to be truly happy. Well, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, or if you do, can you please do me a huge, huge favor and share it with a friend, share it with, um, a colleague, share it, share it out with any of your social media accounts, share, 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 because here's the thing, what we're trying to do with beautiful second act is we're trying to get the word out to people that are in midlife or beyond that we can live our best and most authentic life in the second half of life. Sometimes, and I truly believe the second half is better. Because we're wiser, we've learned, we've grown, we've been there, we've done that. And what we're doing is, is we're trying to say, hey, I've learned along the way. I have figured me out a little bit more. And now I'm not going to put up with any more of the bullshit. I'm going to be who I really want to be. I'm going to do what I really want to do. I'm going to embrace this life and I'm going to love every minute of it. And when I'm happy, I'm bringing others along for the ride to be happy. That's what this group is all about, you guys. So please do share it out. If you have not joined Beautiful Second Act Facebook group, go ahead and pop on over there and do that. There are three questions usually for you to answer. And um, if you leave your email address with me in one of those questions, then you will um, be added to a list that coming in August, I'm going to start sending out information about a membership that I am creating for Beautiful Second Act. Another thing is I have written a book called After the Fire. It was written about the Valley Fire of 2015 here in Lake County, California. I will leave links in the show notes for you to be able to buy that book. And also, if you go to pattydeanerwrites.com, that is my website where there's also a link about the book. And the website is all about my process of writing it, all the things that were going on in the community during that time that I wrote it. And um, it's just got some really cool stuff there. So check it out. The link for that will also be in the show notes. So thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll be talking to you. Don't forget, Thursday is our interview podcast. So every Tuesday and Thursday, we have new episodes. 
Take care. Bye-bye.